0: Back to throw. In trouble. He's
1: going to be sacked. No. Gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He dies. Touchdown 49ers. I am Al. He's Zane. 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. Is there anything more exciting than the NFL offseason? Zane. It has just been an insane week. The league year hasn't even started yet. And the QB dominoes are falling. Khalil Mack gets traded. It's just, it's been so exciting. And the Niners haven't even gotten going yet. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't even been traded yet. Can you believe this week? The NFL positions themselves this
0: way on purpose, Al. Like we kind of sometimes criticize them because like, oh, they make a big deal out of everything. Like the schedule release and all this stuff. But man, they are king. And if anybody had any doubt about what sport was king in this country like it is a hundred percent the NFL and it's because they have made more waves with this little off season that we've had, right. From the super bowl until now this month, it hasn't even been a month yet. Actually, it's been, uh, it'll be a month and in, in a couple of days, but with this almost month that we've had of the off season, they made more, made more waves in these few weeks than the NBA's made all year. than baseball has made all year, despite being locked out and now back Than hockey. I mean, who even cares about hockey right now? And, and again, like golf, right. It's just, and and soccer is like a very distant, you know, fourth or fifth on this list and it's like man, it's so exciting because not only that Al, the Niners are are good again, right? They're relevant and and they're a championship caliber team and when they're like that, we pay more attention to these these things cuz like any one move for this team could put them over the top, right? And there's a lot of moves to be made and I'm I'm super pumped, man.
1: Yeah, this is such a fun time for sports right now. So MLB comes out of this lockout. And I mean, we could do a whole show on that. Don't get me started. But it but it is exciting if you're a baseball fan, they're coming out and there's about to be a flurry of moves for that. You know, March Madness is around the corner. And the other, just on a different level, it's like their offseason can compete with these type of things, news level. And it's just, it's 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 just it's always, always exciting. It's like the great American drama, right? Reality TV is the NFL. It really is. It's the best reality TV. It, in the country. It just it, it never stops being exciting. It's an exciting time for sports. I just came home to talk sports. I cracked open a beer. I'm drinking a, a bell's hop slam ale zane, which is a if nobody's ever heard <laughs> of it, it's a 10% double IPA. So I'm gonna be feeling pretty good by the end of this 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 podcast. But um I licked my IPA. There you go. So yeah, so it started out Aaron Rodgers, who just look, I mean the dude loves attention, right? I mean, there's no other way mm-hmm. around it. Um just I saw somebody else said, so I can't take credit for it. But he's like, he's like the pretty girl who needs to continually be told that she's pretty over and over and over. Again. That's what Aaron Rodgers is like. Great player, but it's like he just needs this constant attention. And I don't know if he's always been that way, and we just didn't notice. But he says he's going back to the Packers, and when that happened, I said, "All right, the dominoes are going to start to fall now, right?" Because he was kind of the person that everybody was kind of waiting to see where he's going to go. Because if he goes to Pittsburgh or he went to Denver, you know, all of a sudden they're you know they're they're huge Super Bowl contenders. Wherever he was going to go. He stays with the Packers, so he, you know, I guess he'd rather stay in the NFC and lose to the Niners again. That's fine. That's his prerogative. Um, (laughs) But then almost as soon as that happens, I see a tweet from him Schefter that Russell Wilson's got traded to the Broncos. It was one of those tweets that I see, and it's like, oh, this is fake, right? And I look again, it was uh, honestly Schefter. And that just sends – it's such a change in the division. In terms of him in the league, look, that AFC is loaded. I don't think Denver's the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, they may be the most complete Mm -hmm. team. Well, maybe not now that the Chargers have Khalil Mack, but – they're one of the more complete teams in the AFC West, but the, you know the Bills are nasty. Cincinnati's rising. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, the Chargers look good. You know, there's, there's the Ravens are, are a good team when they have Jackson. So there's a lot there, man. So it helps the Niners in the NFC. But one thing I will say, look, look, I love seeing, seeing Seattle go down in flames, right? But there yeah. was a lot of like sort of celebration from I saw from a lot of people in the Niners fans that Wilson was gone, and it bothered me in a sense because. I didn't want Wilson to leave. I wanted the Niners to beat him. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wanted yeah, the Niners yeah. to win like five out of six against him. I didn't want him to go away and then say, "Oh, thank God he's gone." I wanted them to start beating him consistently. So it's a little bittersweet for me in that sense. But I'm, I still, I love seeing the Seahawks crash and burn. It's almost like, do you remember in the '90s when uh, Barry
0: Switzer took over the Cowboys and the Niners finally beat them in the championship game for yeah. the Super Bowl, like the last, you know, '94 it was almost like that where I wanted Jimmy Johnson to continue being the coach of the Cowboys Mm -hmm. because I wanted to beat Jimmy Johnson so bad in a championship game. Right. So I I know what you feel. I I think, I think part of me feels the same way, but the other part is just like having lived in Seattle for a couple of years in the Pacific Northwest for like a decade total. I know like how much it hurt their fan base to have that happen. And to me, it's like, you know, they, they, they say you shouldn't take joy in other people's sorrows, but to me it was like, wow that is just so crazy that that just happened and boom like era over dominance over wide open division now and now Seattle's basically back into a rebuild and people say well maybe Deshaun Watson and stuff like that but it's like you know that's fine you can get Deshaun Watson but he's number one he's going to cost more than Russ did and number two it's not going to fix all the other problems on your team like you, you still can't stop the run you still can't stop the pass you still have an overpaid safety so Anyways, this isn't a Seattle podcast, so F those guys. So I'm glad Bobby Wagner's gone. I'm glad Russell Wilson's gone. I hope that the, the Seahawks cease to exist as a franchise, really. I do. But it's just really funny that one day where 49ers Twitter was just united. We argue about everything all the time, right? Everything under the sun.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: one day, everybody was just united for the first time at, like I hadn't seen since that 2019 like Super Bowl run or whatever, that the playoff run that we had. Everybody was just united and just like so happy and hating on Seattle. I was like, oh, that's all it took, huh? Just Seattle to implode. I can live with that. I can do yeah. that.
1: Yeah, listen, Wilson 17 and four against the Niners, 37 touchdown passes. Um, sayonara, man. You know what I mean? Sayonara. Like, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable so, against the Niners. Yeah. And even last year when they were awful, they still beat the Niners. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so it's just one of those things. They just, you know, it seemed like the Niners had the Rams number for a while. You know, mm-hmm. it was the same thing with the Seahawks. So, you know, t- time, times are changing, man. And so he goes he goes to Denver and then the Colts situation is so interesting to me. So I, it wasn't really like a huge secret. I think everybody kind of knew this, but I had kind of heard that Jim Irsay was like Carson Wentz is gone. He didn't want him there. And a lot of other mm-hmm. people were saying the same thing. And they when they got rid of Wentz and they traded him to, to Washington, I'm like, Jimmy's getting traded within five minutes. Because I thought, Why? would the Colts make that trade if they don't have something else in the bag? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they're a playoff, they're a playoff roster. They have a good roster. You're just going to make that move and then hope you get a QB. I thought they had to, I was expecting the move to come and it didn't kind of wondering with this now is maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but do they have a bigger thing up their up their sleeve than Garoppolo? Are they going for Derek Carr? Are they going for Kirk cousins? Maybe they could Matt Ryan be an option. Is something going to happen with them? Cause it, Jim, here's the thing with Jimmy and Wentz. So, QB tier wise, I think they're probably pretty similar. Where I think the big difference is, is that people, teammates, will run through a wall for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Mm-hmm. Teammates like him. He is a leader. Um, Wentz seemed to sort of be, and I don't, I don't know this, but like he, it seemed like it was more off. As much as he struggled on the field at times, it seemed like it was more off the field stuff why they wanted him out. Maybe because he didn't get the vaccine, whatever he was like in the locker room. They just wanted him to get him the hell out of there. Um, and they gave up a lot to get him and they paid him a lot. And Frank Reich put his neck out there and they were just like, you know, just, just go. So what Jimmy would bring is a different aura in the locker room. But if you're a Colts fan, are you super happy about bringing in Garoppolo when there's the Justin Herberts and the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens and, and everything else in that conference? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are, but I mean, would you, would you, you're not a Niners fan. I ask you this question. You're a Colts fan. Would you be happy going from Wednesday Garoppolo? Would you, would you be excited about that? Um,
0: so that's a tough question because like, we have to let go of what we know about Jimmy, like on the day to day and like all of the, the noise that surrounds him good or bad. And I think that if you strictly look at the record, the statistics, things like that, that like a fan of another team would like typically look at the fact that he's been battle tested, the fact that like the leadership thing, like maybe we could throw it out the window because you don't know that because like that comes from the internal sort of, you know, locker room, things like that. Maybe I don't pay attention, but mm-hmm. if you look at strictly from a winning perspective, like the guys won like a ton and you can say Kyle Shanahan, all this stuff, but it's like now all that stuff goes out the window because Kyle's not going with him. Right. So he's won a lot and he's been battle tested. He's won a lot of big games. He's been at the helm for a lot of big games. and He, he has that experience. And to that, like it's not a splash move, but like you have to ask yourself if you're a Colts fan, it's like, okay, what are the splash moves that are available out there, right? Because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is off the table, Russell Wilson's off the table, Deshaun Watson. I don't think that the Texans are going to trade him within the the, the, the the same division, and you have really next, Kyler Murray's off the table. We can take him off the table. And you have that next tier of quarterbacks, like you said, you've got like Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, who have these gigantic contracts, which are pretty much untradeable. That's the only thing is that like, you know, you can't take on that much cap room. The the reason why the Jimmy for Wentz thing made sense, it's almost like one for one with cap hit, right? Mm -hmm. They were already paying that, allocating that, that type of money to a, a quarterback. So I can see that that being a fit there. Plus you have a team that has a really good defense, right? You've got arguably the best linebacker in the game, Darius Leonard. You had DeForest Buckner, one of the best defensive linemen in the game. You've got arguably the best offensive line in the game as well, like with Quentin Nelson anchoring that thing. And you've got a really, really good running back. So and, and Taylor, so I think that that team fits him, right? You've got possession receivers, like Pittman's a really good possession receiver. And you've got a team that fits his skill set. So from the outside looking in, like that seems like a fit. For a Colts fan, if I'm it's not it's not enough to move the needle for me to get excited, to be very honest, mm. because it's not a splash move. But to be honest, like, if you are looking for a guy that will play, like, he is the Honda Civic of quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, I I don't think he's as as reliable as a Honda Civic, but it's very akin to me, like, uh, Alex Smith and Jim Harbaugh, right? Where you have a coach who was a former quarterback, Mm -hmm. and you have a quarterback who is seemingly, like, I feel like Alex is worse than Jimmy, like, when, when Harbaugh got him. We have a quarterback who's limited, and this combo could probably do something if they work together because you know frank reich would know how to get the best out of them yeah so i can see frank Reich taking a chance to be like yeah you know what like somebody put uh, uh pat mcafee who is fantastic by the way i love pat mcafee in oh, his great. show
1: it's great yeah uh,
0: i don't know if you caught his show today al but but he said on his on his show that who's was also he's also obviously a former Colt, right so he has he's personal personally best in this so he said that Jimmy Garoppolo is far better than Carson Wentz. He is an upgrade because they pointed at the last throw that Jimmy had as a, as a the quarterback here, right? Which is presumably the last of the, the interception to the Rams when he was trying to hit hasty in the back, the backhand flip or desperation. desperation. He, he's like, look, man, that's fourth quarter, third down in the championship game. And you need to make a play. And he was literally just trying to get it out there to, to make a play and not take a sack on a running clock. And Carson Wentz does that like on second down, with like three minutes left in the first quarter, right. <laughs> like he, you know what I mean. So that's the difference between them, and I think that that's probably the most accurate thing. And and to me, it is an upgrade. It's not a big upgrade, but it's an
1: upgrade. I mean, the Colts have seventy million, I think, in cap room, so so they can do something crazy if they wanted to. I just, I guess, they could win that division with Jimmy. Um, you know, Tennessee's good, but you know, Jacksonville. Um, Houston not very good. So maybe they couldn't sneak into the playoffs and they think if they could, you know, how the Niners do it, right? Defense and running, maybe. I yeah. don't know. But the Jimmy, the Jimmy thing, you know, it's lingering. And I don't know why any of us would have thought that it wouldn't, because it's it's it just seems like that's how it's gone, right? Going back to 2020, it's always kind of something. But this just seems to be lingering right now. And you would think, you would think we're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm like petrified we're gonna put this podcast out and then he's gonna get traded. You know, and it's like, we didn't talk about that, but um, Thursday, <laughs> right. It's like, as soon as it comes out, I'm sure he's going to get traded. That would be our luck, but yeah. you know, I just, it's got to happen before free agency. Right. So like, it's, it's gotta be around the corner. I would think you just look at the spots for him. I thought Washington was a spot for him for sure. Carolina. I never really, cause again, Carolina is in a position where like those guys are in trouble, right? Like Matt mm-hmm. rule is like, he needs the winner. He's gone. So I don't mm-hmm. know that bringing him in is going to really move the needle or save his job. I don't think they need to make a move. So like they need to get Sean Watson, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if everything goes well, I know he's got a hearing Friday. I don't know if it's going to mean anything after that, but if he is able to play and it looks like he's good to go, they need to go and get him. Um, Pittsburgh is an interesting spot because they're in a position where, you know, if they get a Malik Willis, that's his name, right. Um, coming out the quarterback, if they like him, I know they really did like him. They might be picking too late, but and they just want Jimmy for a couple years. He might be somebody to get there. Um, the saints. I've heard a lot about that, but I, I don't know that that makes sense to me for for a few reasons, and also if you're the Niners, like I don't think the Niners are afraid of Garoppolo, but also at the same time, like if they for whatever reason if if Trey doesn't have a good year, you know whatever the Niners go nine and eight next year and don't get in the playoffs, and in New Orleans gets in the playoffs with Jimmy, that's kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is you know again they would have a lot around him, they would have a good defense, they would run the ball. So it's possible. So I'm really interested to see what would happen here. So Zane, this is what I wrote down the other day. Actually, I wrote this down before the Carson Wentz trade. So people can believe me or not, but I don't care. This is what I wrote down. Pittsburgh, I had Trubisky going there. I think he's going to start somewhere. This is if no cousins, no car, nothing that's unexpected, right? Just sort of the regular players. Pittsburgh, Trubisky. Colts, I still think ultimately would be Garoppolo. Washington, I put Wentz. Saints, I think Winston goes back there. Carolina, I said Watson. In Seattle, I have no freaking idea. I don't know. Mark Smarion. I don't care what they do. Um, but I kind of think that's maybe how like it, it it shakes out. So I think it makes sense for this year for Jimmy to go there unless something weird happens. But I don't know. It's it's crazy, right? Like, what if the Colts do pull off a trade for for Derek Carr, and the and the the Steelers are like, no, we're going to pay Mitch Trubisky ten million dollars for one year. And draft somebody we're not gonna pay jimmy 25 like where, where does he go is, is he gonna have somewhere to go i don't know i just want you know what it's been a year and a half i just want it over man i just want it over <laughs> I,
0: I know it's just it just make it stop right like I, every day i wake up look at my phone you know in the morning as i'm getting ready for work and stuff i'm like god please today be the day and i you know how much i've supported jimmy i love jimmy but it's just right. i just i'm just tired of dealing with like the constant circus and the constant like toxicity and right so i, I think that like the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders are going to deal Card. And the reason, this is the reason why, because they have to have somebody that's better than him. That's going to replace him. And barring like, you know, Kirk cousins is like a wash to me. Uh, then you have guys like, you know, Mariota who's was, who was already there, you know, and, and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have James Winston, who is questionable himself coming off a major injury. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick who's, you know, just the placeholder right now. And, and then you have the draft and there's really no, like we've heard about Malik Willis and like how, how much the Steelers love him. And that's great. But like, there's really no consensus number one quarterback. And it's not like the previous year where you have like, you know, five going in the first round. It's a complete opposite this year where it's a really bad quarterback class. So I can see a lot of these teams staying pat for a year. Again, like the Raiders, like a playoff team, right? I consider them a playoff team. Maybe not now in that division, but like, you know, they, they you know, they can be a playoff team with, with the the roster that they have. So, I don't think that they're ready to necessarily give <clears throat> give up on Derek Carr without like a solution in place. And the reason why I, I said that in the, uh, the two teams to me that made the most sense for Jimmy were the Saints it, or uh, when Sean Payton was there and he's mm-hmm. not there anymore. And the Steelers uh, before the Colts trade and the Steelers because like they're, they're ready to win now. Right. Like they've got they've got a mm-hmm. roster that's ripe. Uh, it's not a rebuild. Tomlin's a good coach. He doesn't want to go a rebuild. And now the Colts came up and to me, the Colts made the most sense because it's like, well, that ticks off a lot of the boxes, right? Like he's, Jimmy's got a no trade clause, which is by the way, invalid with uh, on March 16th in the mm-hmm. league year, but the Niners have to get the trade done before them. They're 5 million over the cap. They have to get mm-hmm. it done. So a lot of these teams, like I said, like the, they're long playing this, right? Like, I don't think you're going to see a deal done within the next two or three days. I think it'll go all the way to the end because the teams that want Jimmy know that they have that leverage that the Niners have to clear that cap room. Mm -hmm. They can clear some by, by, you know, an Armstead restructure and extending Jimmy Ward, for example. But that's like, I, I, it's, it's just much easier split to be able to do that and trade Jimmy. Factor in the fact that like, I don't know if you remember this Al, but in 2020, shortly after the Super Bowl, the Niners and Colts were in talks to trade Jimmy. Like there were talks about that. Mm -hmm. And, People have forgotten about that. Like these teams are re- like the Colts were ready to deal for Jimmy at that point, right? After the Super Bowl loss, so they've they've already had their eye on him. So I think that it makes sense. Add in the factor that like you know it's two hours away from Jimmy's hometown in Chicago, and like you know that that may or may not be a contributing factor, but that's another box they can check off, right? So yeah, I think that Jimmy goes to the Colts. I think that maybe I can see Trubisky going to the Steelers. The New Orleans case, I I don't think that they would trade him within commerce. I'm with you. Plus, Sean Payton's not there anymore. You have you have like a what will be essentially like a new head coach there, and I, I don't think that's a great situation for him. I would love, honestly, if it were like a, a thing where, you know, Tom Brady somehow comes here, right?
1: Like somehow it happens. Like, <laughs> are we going to have Tom Brady worms? With, I mean, I would
0: love that, but I just don't see it happening. Like, I'm I'm all in with Trey. So really, like at this point, I'm just all in with Trey.
1: Man, I'm I'm so interested to see where Garoppolo's career goes from here, though, because he's been such a polarizing figure here. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he, he did come in 2017. If you say he didn't breathe life into in t- this team, you're, you're lying or you're on another planet. He did. He did. There was so much excitement, so much excitement mm-hmm. after those five games. And then 2018 happens. They don't look good for the first three games. And then he blows his knee out and you're like, ah, oh, you know, did we get too excited? But Then 2019 happens and I, I still maintain I thought he had a good regular season. For coming off the injury, and they get to the Super Bowl, and again Brady wants to come here, and we don't. They don't do it, and uh, you know we got Jimmy, and then 2020 things just everything went to hell, right? To, to with the injury, and is he hurt? Isn't he hurt? And mm-hmm. it, it bled into you know they wanted to replace him in the off season, and, and then this uh, we don't have to rehash this season, which was I mean you know stressful for any Niners fan. It's just been such a roller coaster ride. It's been so polarizing, but when you really look at Garoppolo. His career is not anywhere near over. I mean, he's 30 years old. He could legitimately be a starter in the league for the next seven or eight years if he stays healthy, right? So he has mm-hmm. a big-time second half of his career, and it's, it's just going to be really interesting to me. Alex Smith's career was really interesting to me after he left San Francisco. Really followed him okay. with the Chiefs, and I rooted for Smith a lot. I rooted for Smith more than I'll root for Garoppolo. I really liked Alex Smith. Um, not that mm-hmm. I, I don't like Garoppolo. I know people think I don't, but, you know, he – he he's fine. And I am going to be really interested in what he does and where he goes, but just to see, is he going to be successful? Is, are, is there going to be the same ups and downs? Cause he's going to be able to stay healthy. Will he win games? Whatever team he goes to, is he still going to be, you know, 10, 11 wins, you know, getting his team in the playoffs. It's just going to be, it's fascinating to me. I mean, I'm an, I'm a football nerd. So, I mean, this stuff is fascinating to me, but I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see where he is. And, you know, wherever he plays, it is going to be musty TV for me just because I'm going to be so interested in, in that career trajectory from now on.
0: Yeah, I think that, like, so... And again, I'm not trying to, to be that guy right now to, to, to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not, I'm not trying to imply anything. But the fact of the matter is, is that they didn't develop Jimmy when he was here because they couldn't because he was hurt, right? Part of it, part of it is on Kyle because he didn't develop him. Part of it is on Jimmy because he was hurt. And I think that that whole sort of equation kind of gave you what you have right now is you have mm-hmm. a guy that's really like, like in terms of leadership, I would say he's an elite leader. I would say he's elite. Like if you put his heart and his leadership into like, you know, Jay Cutler's body, right? <laughs> that's,
1: like, a great, you know I mean? that's a great example. That's a great example. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> right. If you, if you did that, then
0: you would have like a really, really good quarterback. But the thing is, is that he doesn't have like the physical tools. Right. And I think that he would have had to get by with a lot of like, you know, training and a lot of, a lot of and, uh, being able to make the most of what you have. And I think that like, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to do that under Kyle because they never had a chance to like extensively work together. Cause like you said, the five year stretch was awesome, but he, knew, he didn't know the playbook. He was freelancing. Right. And honestly, I think that's, that's when he was at his best here is like when he was freelancing those two minute drills, he had four of them down the stretch this year, this past year. Where he led four basically game-winning drives. And and that's when he was at his best, because that's when he was just instinctually instinctually playing. And like then 2018 came and like you said, like he blew out his knee, they never got a chance to develop. It. in 2019, bam, all of a sudden you're 8-0. And you're like co- competing for for a championship at that point, right? right? Like you're the best team in the league at that point. And they were competing to, to to win a Super Bowl. And there's no time to develop your quarterback. So I think that a lot of that contributed to like what you saw the lack of growth because we said that he was probably worse when he ended here than when he started here in terms of a quarterback okay. he looked worse so again i'll, I'll be interested to you all you know for me like i'll always be thankful for what he did right like he brought this team back to relevance i'll always be a jimmy guy i'll always support him i i did like alex smith more because like the tenure was longer right and he had to go through more but again i think it's a similar situation where if he gets with the right coach who can who can kind of like realize some of his limitations and mm-hmm. not expose him to like a complicated playbook like he had here. I think that he could really be successful somewhere.
1: Yeah, I think with Jimmy too, it was like the past year and a half, you had your your fans who just saw him as the player that they love. And then you had your fans who, I mean, there were certainly fans who were frustrated with him, but then I think there was a large portion of fans too who saw the writing on the wall with him. And what I mean by that is, Going back to the 2019 playoffs, Shanahan taking the ball out of his hands, which he did, and then into the season of 2020 with the injury. There's always been discrepancies between what the Niners said his injuries were, or perceived his injuries to be, versus what Garoppolo and his camp perceived his injuries to be. Right? There's always been a disconnect there. There's always been like a weird drama there, right? Mm-hmm. And that was going on all in 2020. You know, he's up in the press box and everything else, and. So you see that. And then in the offseason, the people who are really paying attention see that the coach is trying to replace him all offseason, and he ultimately did, right? And he ultimately – and look, they've come out and said it towards the end of the preseason. You know, Trey had every opportunity to start. He got hurt. You know, he didn't – he hurt his hand, and he didn't – Would i do whatever, and then he hurt his knee. So it was always like the coach was always ready to – to pull the curtain on him. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it was just a really strange tenure. And again, I'm not knocking, I don't want to make this about knocking Jimmy. I'm just trying to recap what we've been through here. And like, it was a strange, tumultuous, the coach doesn't have faith in him, but then he kind of does, but then he doesn't. And they kind of win despite of him. But just when he's about to be on the mat and you're about to count three, he gets up and somehow wins a game at the end. You know, Jimmy did that to his credit. He did that a number of times this year where, you know, they were three and five and he's about to get benched and, and, and they just win games. You know, even against Cincinnati, if he throws an interception against Cincinnati, right? If that guy doesn't drop it, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Trey, does, maybe Trey does start the rest of the year there. But to Jimmy's credit, the interception got dropped and then Jimmy went out and won the game. You know, so that's like the madness of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, yeah, he almost lost the game, but he didn't. But then he went and won the game. So you can go either way where you're like, my God, he stinks or, but then he's clutch. It's just been just a crazy, a crazy five years, right? A crazy season for a guy who you have to respect him because he gets off the mat and he's been on the mat a ton, but it's been as a Niners fan, it's, it's just, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo experience. Right. And it ended up being a polarizing one. And I do want it to end and it's nothing against Jimmy that I want it to end Zane. It's just been stressful. And, and I Mm -hmm. just want it over right? And the fact that it's just, it's just, it won't end nothing against Jimmy. It's just a situation. It won't end. And I just want it to end, man. I just want it to end. Yeah.
0: I'm with you. I think just the, the fatigue, the Jimmy fatigue is what we'll call it. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: for me, Al, I think it, the, the problem here became the amount of, of ridiculous criticism that he received from people. It's like we're doing things that like every quarterback does. right? And I think that like that's kind of when it became bothersome to me it's like look jimmy is not and he was not as bad as like the quote-unquote haters said he was
1: and not but as he was good not as some
0: people said he was exactly you, and he is you know not I mean? as good you know. exactly and that's the most accurate representation that i heard i, I saw somebody tweet this uh, earlier today and i was like you know what? that is the most accurate representation of jimmy that i have seen since his time here mm-hmm. he was never as bad as people portrayed him to be and never as good as people portrayed him to be he was he was just right down the middle and I think the problem that a lot of people had with him was that that contract, because after he got that contract, the level of scrutiny just shot through the roof, right? right at that point. Yeah. And if he was paid like, you know, like on a rookie deal or something like that, I don't think people would have had a problem with it. But the other thing is like the expectations that we put on him were just like some of them the expectations that people put on him were just like just absurd. And rightly or wrongly, like like the like the weekly all twenty twos of like who he missed and things like that, it just it just got to be exhausting out. Because look, man. If anybody's played quarterback at any level in their life, even high school, you know that there are certain times where he coaches like, look, the ball's going here. I don't care about anything else. The ball goes here on this play. Mm. And nobody knows that except Kyle and Jimmy and the guys in the huddle. Nobody knows that. So Brandon Iu could be running wide open 50 yards down the field and Jimmy could quote unquote miss him, but maybe the ball wasn't supposed to go there on that play because we're anticipating a blitz and you have to get the ball out of your hands quickly right mm-hmm. like you don't know what context those plays were called in and then you see him miss the layups right just just absolute like layups that any quarterback should make and he and he misses those and again like you said the Jimmy Garoppolo experience and i think mm-hmm. that at the end of it what it comes down to is that he left the team and he's leaving the team in a better spot than when he came in and i think the toughness that he showed he even won some people over with the toughness that he showed at the end right because, Al, let me ask you this. What quarterback exists that would be, what quarterback is out there that would be successful in this situation that Jimmy was put in? Knowing that your replacement is there. Mm-hmm. What quarterback would help take your team in the championship game? I mean, there's very few of them, right? Yeah,
1: that, he showed that, a lot that. of resilience this year.
0: So, yeah, and I think that, that he- can argue that. And, he, and I think he, he won some people over it, And I think that's a good thing. That's a positive. And people will remember the last throw and things like that. And that's fine, whatever, right? Remember for whatever you want. But the thing is, is that, Jimmy enabled Trey to also get a year under his belt to learn the game, learn the speed of the game, and be able to understand what's going on. And and the whole idea of like, you know, the what if game. Like, you know, what if Jimmy threw a pick here and there? But Al, like, that's just football, man. Like, what if Mo Lewis hadn't injured Drew Bledsoe all those years right, ago? Then yeah. Tom Brady doesn't happen, right? Or what if Crabtree catches that pass against the Ravens in the Super Bowl? Then Jim Harbaugh is probably still here. Right.
1: right. <laughs> which would have well, been fantastic because you know, I love him. Which would have been great. <laughs> Most great. entertaining dude in the world. Yeah.
0: Or like, you know, what if the refs called holding in the Super Bowl on 3rd and 15? Then Mahomes doesn't complete that pass entire entire Yeah. So there's, yeah. There's, there's a lot of those moments in, in football and in sports. And that just makes it what it is, right? But again, overarching theme for Jimmy. Like, I'm thankful for his time here. He Was he perfect? No. Was it frustrating to watch? Yes. And, but am I thankful? Absolutely. Thankful for his time here. Thankful for
1: what he's done for the team. All right, let's move to the future for the second half of this show. And I kind of wanted Jane and I are going to take a look at the roster, see what the Niners have, maybe look at some pieces they would want to add in free agency or just things, things that they need as we move forward here with the new league year in free agency. So all right, look at the quarterback position. Obviously, the starting quarterback is going to be Tom Brady. No, I'm kidding. So, or am I? Um, it's going to be Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, and they're they need a backup and they need a vet backup and a good vet backup. I don't think it's going to be Nate Sudfeld at all. I know they signed him into a future reserve contract or whatever it was, but I don't think it's going to be. So you look at some of these guys that are out there and there's some really interesting names out there to me. I don't think you're going to see a Trubisky because I think he's going to start somewhere, even though I think he'd be a terrific backup. I know they were interested in Andy Dalton last year, but I don't think they're going to go that route either. Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota and and uh, Jacoby Brissett were the three names to me that, that kind of, that kind of stuck out. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for Mariota to come here. I don't know if it's going to be too much money though, but I would really, really, really like for, for him to be the backup. If I had to guess right now, it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. That is going to be I my guess you. for who they're going to go after. And I, I think that's that's going to be the backup, which is fine. Because again, if Lance gets hurt or God forbid, you know, the bottom falls out or it doesn't work, you can win games with I mean, it was a Bowl with Taylor, but I think you could win games with Taylor. So if Lance gets hurt, Taylor has to start for an extended period of time, let's say. You can go three and two with him. You know what I mean? He can keep you afloat. So that's what I think a quarterback. scene I think obviously you're gonna have Trey and then um I think Taylor, Mariota, even Brissett, I, I think are all good options to back him up.
0: Well, there's the Anthony Anthony Lynn collection or connection too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Anthony Lynn, as we know, coached Tyrod Taylor when they were when they were at the Chargers. And I think that Tyrod Taylor, to me, fits because of that, because Anthony Lynn knows him and it really with Rich Gangarello like leaving the team as the quarterbacks coach. And, and I'm now I'm glad
1: about actually, I'm glad about that.
0: I'm, I'm kind of indifferent, but the thing is that, like, you know, the Brian Greasy heart, which I really want to get to as oh, well. Yeah, we should talk, talk about, about that. Day. Yeah.
1: Remember to talk He's about definitely that before we go. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Brian Greasy. Yeah, so, so Brian Greasy is a rookie, quarter, a rookie quarterback coach and Anthony Lynn, I think is kind of like the, the overseer, the caretaker of like this offense aside from Kyle, right? Like when, when Kyle is like scheming and stuff like that, Anthony Lynn's like the guy that kind of keeps things like saying behind the scenes, and I think that because of that, you'll see Tyrod Taylor. It's a known kind of commodity for them, and for that reason, I think that you know really that that's a good fit there. Uh, I I like Mariota, but I think that there's a team that may start him. Right, there's a team that may be like you know what possible. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there that's kind of untapped, and he wasn't put in really great situations. So let's see what he can do, and as far as Jacoby Brissett, I, I think that like really it's kind of a wash between him and Tyrod Taylor. Like it's, they're, they're, they're a similar sort of like situation where mm-hmm. they're not like starter level players, but like they're a solid backup. And I think that for Anthony land, for him, he's going to want to go with a guy that he's already invested in before. Right. And like, t- let's be honest, if that whole thing with the the punctured lung from Tyrod Taylor didn't happen, like he probably would have continued starting in with the chargers until they found a better solution. Right. Like, remember that's what happened down there. Right. It was like, he, he, Went to get like a like a shot or something like that, and they punctured a lung instead. Like a pain killing vaccine or the, not vaccine pain killing shot, and they punctured his
1: lung instead by mistake. So, but let's talk Brian Greasy. I'm, I'm dying to know, dude. Brian right, we Greasy, can, we can hop into that before we move on. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. There was a lot. A lot of people were upset about that, and it is random, and it is somebody with no experience. But to me, with one of those things, it's like. One thing Kyle has done well, I think, is, is put a good coaching staff around him. For the most part. For the most part. You know, there's been some issues. You, you know, Hightower was an issue this year. Um, you could argue, argue Scangrello. Um, but for the most part, he's, he puts good people around him. Look, Mike McDaniel's a head coach. Robert Sala's a head coach. Um, D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach. He puts good people around him. So I don't know if Brian Greasy is going to succeed. I, I, I don't have any idea. But I'm not going to make a judgment on that right now at all mm-hmm. so my thing was like is it weird did it come out of left field absolutely but i i'm not going to make a judgment on that i always think of like there's like a proverb i don't remember what it is but the end of it is the wise man said we'll see and that that's kind of where i am with it right now we'll see i'm not going to go make a like a good judgment oh he's never coached anybody there's a quarterback in the nfl whether you're a good mm-hmm. one a bad one or a mediocre one you still you still know how to play the game john beck right was he a good quarterback yeah. he a quarterback coach jordan palmer was he a good quarterback has he helped Josh Allen? You know, so like, I don't care about any of that. Let's let's see how he is. Let's give it a chance. And if he's good, great. If he's not, then we'll judge it then. But I, I'm not going to say anything now. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be. They're just pulling people out of the booth now, right? Lynch and Brian Greasy. <laughs> and like, Al, do you
0: want a job at the Niners? <laughs> what do you want to do?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, Listen, oh, you're going to go there? We know they're not going to oh. hire me. Oh, yeah. That's we right. know that. That's my right. Yeah, we're... But- uh, that's for another show, but that's my bad. We my know bad. That's, that's not too happening. Too <laughs> that's too oh soon. I'm God. sorry. I totally, that's, totally did uh, not forget. We can't I say that publicly. We're script. not talking about that publicly.
0: No, we can't. We can't say that. But for anybody who's close to me, and I'll DM us, and we'll let you know what happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, anyways, I think that really when I saw that hire happen, I was like, man, it's so random. And I don't hate it because, like, how can you hate on something that you haven't seen like that? Mm-hmm. And. I don't love it because it's like, he doesn't have any experience. I'm like, all right, like I'm just kind of like wait and see mode. I just, I don't, I didn't necessarily initially agree with it because of where the 49ers are at right now. It's like when you have like an all, hopefully all world quarterback, that's 22 years old and he's learning the game and learning the speed of the game and learning how to play quarterback in the NFL and still cleaning up like bad habits from his college days. And a guy who hasn't started more than three games in the last two and a half years, like I wanted somebody with a little bit more experience there, but the, the, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that, you know, who else would you have hired? Right. And the other thing is, is that, well, maybe they can learn together and grow together. Whereas like an established coach would be like, Oh, you need to play quarterback this way. And they're very set in their ways sort of thing. I think that like, maybe this could potentially be a good partnership with them as they, as they grow together. The concern that I have is that like, all right, like what if, if Trey's not progressing, like will Brian Greasy know what buttons to push to be able to get him out of that rut? Because every player kind of hits a wall in a progression. And like for Josh Allen, like that that progression kind of started after his first two years of starting. And in his third year is when he really took off. So number one, are Niners fans gonna be patient enough with him
1: right.
0: if that happens. And number two, are they gonna have the right sort of workflow to be able to work through their issues when if and when Trey, Trey Lance gets stuck? Because he's going to have games where he throws like three picks, right? We know that every oh, every young There's quarterback be first, has that. some rough spots. Yep. Right. Absolutely. We know that. Like he's not going to come out and be an MVP like day one. So is Brian Greasy going to be able to help him get work through that? So I'm super interested in that. I think it's a really cool storyline to to follow throughout the season. So I'm 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 kind of excited to see how that plays out.
1: All right, moving to the running backs, so you're going to have Eli Mitchell. You got to hope Trey Sermon is, somewhere in the mix next year, and and Hasty will be there too. Here's the thing with running backs. Do they look okay right now? Probably. You could add you know a few guys here and there. I just know how Kyle is with running backs, right? Whether it's like mm-hmm. McKinnon or trading up for Joe Williams or Tevin Coleman, he likes he likes to go after those running backs. They were interested in Le'Veon Bell. I can see Moster them bringing back Mostert on a short de- you know, sort of like um an incentive related, an incentive deal. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But pa- Cordell Patterson's out there. Is, is Kyle going to want, I, I just feel like, is he going to kind of be a little bit crazy with that? So, so we'll see on that. Um, receivers also, before we do the receivers, I do want to thank breaking teas for sending me uh, the Debo Samuel eight bit shirt. If you want to check out their stuff, it's www.breaking They have awesome Niner shirts, um, but you have Debo, Iook and Jennings. They need receivers. Zane, are they going to go out and get someone? Is there, are they going to be able to get like an A-Rob or a Crowder or a Juju for, for cheap? Do you, Bring back Trent Sherfield. I mean, see, I here's know. the thing: like, like the
0: receiving group is is a it's actually a really good group. And Debo, all world, like, you know, the best receiver in the league, not named Cooper Cup, is Debo, right? Because yep. of what he provides. And even then, like, Cooper Cup can't do what Debo can do between the tackles and stuff. Like, he's literally teams are in the draft; they will be looking for the next Debo Samuel. That's how much he has impacted the game. And he is everything that you. It's funny you mentioned Earl Patterson. He's everything that they wanted Earl Patterson to be that he that he couldn't. Uh aside from the kick return stuff, right? Like you can say the Debo's not as, as good of a kick returner. But I think honestly, Al, I think they're okay with the receivers, right? Like I like the top three. Juwan Jennings is a really, you. really good player that's gonna emerge. Like he had I think it was something like seventy five percent of his catches this year were either first downs or touchdowns, and that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And he was like bullying guys and he was, he's one of those guys that became a reliable target on third down. So really you're, like your top three is set, right? Ayuk's not going anywhere. I think that once he, he took off, like he was fantastic. Yeah. he
1: was really Once he good, took off yep.
0: and again, like Jennings, so like you're looking for a fourth receiver and it's just, I, I just don't know if it's worth upgrading that position versus like, you know, upgrading O-line for example, right? Like with the right guard position. Yeah, trying to sign, trying to resign, uh, Lakin Tomlinson, right? Like, I just don't know if that's if that's worth it. And Ditto on the the Moster thing. I want
1: to bring back Mostert for a year for sure. Yeah, incentive contracts, See what happens. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Unless unless there's somebody that they're like, oh, we just you know they, they can't help themselves. But yeah, looking at the O line, O line was good last year, but you obviously have Trent Williams. You got to hope McGlinchey comes back healthy this year, right? If if they are going to keep him and not make a weird a trade or something in the draft, you got to hope he comes back healthy. You got to hope Alex Mack comes back. And then we'll see what happens at the guards. Like you said, they want Tomlinson back, but I don't think they're going to be able to afford him. I think Tomlinson's getting like 10 grand out there from somebody. Um, Brunskill is a restricted free agent, you'll see. And then Aaron Banks, right? Is he going to come through? Mm -hmm. Lynch talked him up like this was, you know, it wasn't a pick for last year. It was a pick for, you know, the future. So we're going to see. I wouldn't put it past them to go get a guard. I don't know. They're going to spend big money on one, but, you know, maybe they pick somebody up there. I think yeah.
0: I think that both guard spots right now are question. Like Lakin Thomas a fantastic player, never missed a snap here, made the Pro Bowl. We talked about it on our last show that like he had his best season of his career here this year, and mm-hmm. that's the type of guy that you want on this team. The guy that that, that doesn't get injured. And Alex Mack, for all intents and purposes, I think it, I think is coming back. So I think, I think you're you're okay there. Trent Williams, Hall of Famer, you know you know what you're getting there. Mm-hmm. you really three of your five positions are kind of in flux right now because right tackle as well. Right. Like what are you going to do there
1: in the future? Tom
0: Compton. Yeah. Tom Compton is, is not a good right tackle. He's terrible. So McGlinchey, I think they'll give McGlinchey a shot, but, uh, that type of injury is uncommon for offensive linemen. And it's basically like a 50, 50 sort of success rate in terms of getting back to what they were. Yeah. So I think McGlinchey will get, will get a shot to play there again because he knows the system and Kyle knows him, things like that. But if he, if he doesn't pan out, they're in trouble. That's three out of your five offensive line positions that you may have to replace. So looking at Aaron Banks, like you're hoping that he can come in and play left guard if Thomas leaves. That's his natural position. He didn't look mm-hmm. great at right guard. Couldn't beat out Bronskill. Brunskill. Brunskill is a restricted free agent, so you could tender him and get draft picks, and that's great because you could draft somebody to replace that. And I think that you can probably draft somebody that can that can give you something similar to what Brunskill's given, although his, his success
1: against Aaron Donald minus the championship game was fantastic. So... I'd yeah, and I think there. I think he'll be cheap, and he knows the system, and he started for a team that went to the NFC Championship game. I think he'll be back. Personally. Yeah, I think he'll be back too. Yeah. So all right, so. we'll moving over the defense, um, that defensive line, Bosa obviously franchise type player. You have Armstead had a great year last year. Amenihu huge surprise. Kinlaw will come back. We'll see what he can do. They just extended Mo Hurst. Um, so the pieces are still there. But I think if you're not going to sign Tomlinson, I think you got to bring DJ Jones back. I think DJ Jones is one of the most underrated players on the team. I love DJ Jones. And then you've got guys out there like Arden Key, Jordan Willis. Are they going to bring those guys back? We'll see. But they certainly, you know, I know that they did really well with the, the secondary guys on the pass rush. I don't count D Ford for anything. I, I can't even talk yeah. about that. Um, but are they going to add somebody? I know we're just talking about free agency here. They got to get Jones back, I think. Would they bring another defensive lineman? Uh, Matt Mayoko brought up Harrison Phillips from the Bills if they don't bring Jones back. That's a possibility. Um interested to see if what they do there and if they're gonna try to get any more help um with the pass rush. Kam, I don't know if they're gonna cut him 6.5 million, it would save them. They might. So, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes with that. But um the defensive line was great last year. A lot of good role players who just stepped up and stepped up and stepped up, and you know that's a priority for the Niners.
0: So yeah, I'm with you. DJ Jones or Legan Tomlinson, one of those guys has to come back.
1: It's, right? gotta, be or two, to right. they it's gotta be one of two, right? They can't be one of two. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think it's one of those those two. And Again, with with Kinlaw coming back, you don't know what he can bring, but you do know you do know he's a massive run stuffing body inside. So I think that maybe they can be like, Oh, well, we have Kinlock coming back, so maybe let DJ walk and you spend that money on maybe bringing back an Arden Key, who is fantastic in pass rush, like his his limited time in pass rush.
1: Like you let me become
0: Willis N key, maybe for what you would get known, right?
1: Maybe Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You have Amenhew who made that who made that huge play, right? Like, you know, down the stretch. Like you have Amenhua. He was terrific. You have Arden Key, who was fantastic. You have Jordan Willis, who was fantastic as well, like with the with the block punt. So I think that really you have got a good sort of like pass rush by committee there. I would love to see them add like a like a solid piece opposite Bosa. I don't think Ebukam was was very good. He had his moments, but like he was yeah, I agree. vastly Just outshined well. by Arden yeah. Key. So yep. to me, you bring back Key, you bring back Willis, and many who was already there. And if you let DJ Jones walk, you bring back Tomlinson. If you let Tomlinson walk, you bring back DJ Jones.
1: Linebackers I normally gloss over, and I didn't even write them down in my notes, but then Bobby Wagner. They're so good. Cut. They're so good. <laughs> right. But then yeah. Bobby Wagner got cut, and the Niners have interest in that. So that's going to be interesting to me to see if this, if they have money to get him. Look, the Rams are after him. The Cardinals are after him. There's tons of teams after him. He's, I mean, the guy's a hall of mm-hmm. famer. If that ever happened, phew, Warner, Warner. And um, wow. <laughs> you know, warner wow. and wagner back there and el-, el shair and i i think if they do that i don't think they would keep Greenlaw personally yeah i think Greenlaw goes yeah Greenlaw but goes, um yeah. that'd be amazing but we'll see i don't know that that's like, a pipe dream yeah it is i think that's right the way now. i feel too i kind of feel like it's a pipe dream right now and it's almost like one of those things yeah it'd be great to have him but everybody wants him right so like you know he's ending up on the rams right they'll just circumvent oh, the cap like they usually do he's like he'll end up on the rams absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. We got caught was the Rams. And I heard they're interested in yeah. them. But of course they are because they don't, the course, salary cap doesn't apply to them. All right. Cornerbacks. This is where trying to do digging. I don't have like the c- contacts I used to have a few years ago, but I'm trying to do some digging. And I, and I what I understand so far, the Niners are interested in cornerbacks. I do not think it's going to be J.C. Jackson. I think it's going to be way too expensive for them. Where mm-hmm. you're more looking is lower tier guys. Um, Charvarius Ward is that his name from Kansas City? He yep. might be a guy um Bryce Bryce Callahan might be a guy they might look at at the cornerback position um Gilmore maybe if he comes cheaper you know if he's willing mm-hmm. to do like a cheaper thing but I think it's going to be more like a Callahan or a Ward type thing that they go after I do think they're going to sign somebody because right now you're talking Mosley who was terrific last year you're talking Lenore Thomas I don't think on what Kwan Williams is going to be back no I think they're going to get somebody to replace him Dante Johnson's a free agent um Oh, I think Jason Verrett will bring him back as well, but I think yeah, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be we bring him back and see what happens. And if he's great, fantastic. But I don't think it's going to be like last year where they brought him back counting on him. I think they'll sign somebody else and bring Verret back. And you know, it'd be an incentive thing again. But that's that's where I see. I, I if I, if I tell Niners fans anything, and maybe be completely wrong. I think you got to watch the cornerback market. I think they might actually do something this year there. Yeah, I think so too because they've. Verrett, again injury pro- fantastic
0: player injury prone though right you can't count on him long term so mm-hmm. that the Charveris Ward move makes sense they had a lot of a lot of interest in him and I think that they probably get that done that's probably the corner move and then the question is what do you do in the slot then do you move Mosley to the slot you have know, and Ward as your corners uh, Charveris Ward as your corners mm-hmm. uh, or what do you do then in the slot do you you know Mosley is you know he was the best corner on the team this year so you mm-hmm. have to find a place for him. And Verrett is one of those where it's like, well, he had a Pro Bowl season the year before, so, or arguably Pro Bowl season the year before. So what do you what do you do with him? And right. you know, he's gonna come on the cheap as well. So they may be in a situation where they where they just bring Verrett back and they have somebody move down in, into the slot or they draft a corner, or Ambry Thomas played well on the outside, has moments. Right. Do you put him back on the outside opposite Verrett and move, move Mosley to the slot? Do you have Diawondo Lenore there that had his moments as well? He had his bumps as well, but like you've got guys that exist on the roster that can that can play those positions. So I think that they they're in a much better position than they were before last year. Before we knew what Lenore and and Ambry Thomas were, but they still need stability there. So I think that they'll make it. They'll make a move there. I think it'll be Charvery Charvery's board. I think.
1: Yeah. And, and maybe the jumps from Lenore and Thomas, you know, if they count on those, there may not be as much of a need as we think there is, but you know, who knows? <laughs> and Dante Johnson always ends up back on the 49ers. So, that <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> all right, last position before we get out of here, safety, Jimmy Ward, obviously been terrific. He'll be back. And you have Tart as a free agent and know Tart struggles with injuries. Tart's a hell of a player. Um, yeah, I, If they can make it work, I can see him coming back. Hufunga, I I personally, I got completely wrong. I personally don't think I wouldn't feel good going into the season with him as a starter. I like him on the team. I like him as a special teams guy. I like him as a backup, but not as a starter. So that may be somewhere where they look at, too. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe brought Tart back and then maybe address that position in the draft, too. But we'll see what happens there. But the secondary, I think if they're going to go anywhere in free agency, again, unless there's like a toy they like, right? Like a receiver running back where Kyle can help himself, I think the secondary may be where they're they're looking in free agency. Yeah.
0: And I mean, remember Tarverius Moore's coming back as well. Right. And he played oh, right. pretty well. In his, yeah. 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 He played pretty well in his time there too. So do you, you know, put him at the, at the tart position and you know, do you extend obviously Jimmy Ward? I mean, fantastic player. I, I liked Tart a lot too. Just the whole injury history kind of, yeah. kind of scares me a little bit, but Jimmy Ward, who's been a very quietly fantastic 49er and made it, made a great career here. They're going to extend him like, undoubtedly they're going to extend him yeah, to, they should, because they yeah. need that captain as they should. So you could have Tarverius more kind of come in and him and Hufanga kind of battle out for that. And we thought at one point like Marcel Harris would be there, but they made him linebacker instead. So it's like that, that position that second safety position that hard plays is, is a big question mark. And I think that might be a bigger question mark than the corners right now because you have a plan for corners. Well, maybe not slot corner because Kamal Williams is there, and he's one of the best ones in the league at that position. But mm-hmm. those are the two positions in the secondary. I think they really need to figure out is slot corner and that the the TART
1: position and whether they want to bring him back or not. But
0: they've got the ammo to do it, man. They've got nine draft picks right now before the Jimmy trade,
1: Yeah. right? Yeah. So yep. just because you don't have you a know, first the, doesn't mean you can't have a good draft. They, you know, the Niners exactly are good in the back of the draft too. So
0: they're really good in the middle of the back of draft, right? So we know that. So I think they can probably find some gems there.
1: All right, Zane. Well, this is going to be, like I said, it's a fun sports time right now. It's going to be awesome. We'll be back next week to talk about free agency, probably later in the week, right? When everything is kind of yep. hopefully settled and the 90s of signed some guys. We'll react mm-hmm. to that. Um, we'll have some draft shows coming up as well in the off season. We don't do every week because, I don't know, because we're lazy. Is that why we don't do every week? Probably. <laughs> I mean, um, we don't want to be overloaded. Hey, man, it's like quality over quantity, right? And you know what? Too like I, people may think like Al, shut up! But after the season, I need a break, man. You know, yeah, it's, it's not like, like you know we have families and real jobs and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So like Zane and I at the end of the season are like, yeah, man, I'll talk to you in a couple months. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to see like, you. I'll <laughs> talk to you in a couple months, <laughs> like you know, just like the teams do, right?
0: Just like the players right, do. It's like, like, all right, cool. I'll see you after the offseason. I love
1: tomorrow. you, man. Go somewhere else for like two months, and I'll I'll see you then. But like exactly. um, so yeah so anyway a few shows you know coming up and then we got the draft coming and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun off season i know it's gonna be a long off season but um yeah so it's all good buddy so all right for zane this is al thanks everybody see ya